Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on the first epistle of Peter, entitled, Submit to God, preached May 21st, 2017. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 1 Peter, chapter 2, beginning with verse 13. I've been preaching on Submit to God and resist the devil and triumph. St. Peter is speaking about submission to God in several places in his first epistle. From 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12, we learned true Christians are to shine as stars in this morally dark world by living a holy life of obedience to the word of God. As we live as followers of Jesus Christ, we learn the elect sinners will carefully observe our good works and worship our Heavenly Father as believers in Jesus Christ. So we read in Ephesians 5, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. That is, that we may do what pleases the Lord. Today we turn to our text, 1 Peter 2, 13 through 17, which introduces the subject of submission. You can read chapter 2, verse 13 and 18, chapter 3, verse 1, verse 5, verse 22, and chapter 5, verse 5. All teach submission to God. Submission is a divine word not as many imagine a dirty word of the devil. We are to submit to God and resist the devil as Jesus himself did and pleased his father and triumphed over the devil. The Greek word hupotasso means to be under order, to subordinate, to be under authority, to submit to another's God-given control. It means to obey. Everyone must obey God and all his delegated authorities. Yet, we must not obey when authorities ask us to sin against God. God who is alone, our ultimate, absolute sovereign. 
without submitting to God that is obeying God we cannot resist the devil who like a roaring lion desires to swallow us up when we sin that is disobey God we are giving place to the devil who comes to steal kill and destroy us and we are to submit to all God appointed delegated authorities of especially three institutions family church and state everyone submits and obeys either god of the bible or the devil the father of all lies no creature is autonomous it's a lie to think creatures are autonomous beings adam refused to obey god by obeying the devil as a result in adam all humans sinned and died Paul says in Romans 5 and verse 12 therefore just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin and in this way death came to all men because all sinned so every child of adam is conceived in sin born as sinners only to practice sin and die eternally only jesus can save us from sin because he alone was without sin and in his perfect righteousness he died in our place and for our sins so we read romans 6:23 for the wages of sin is death that is eternal death but the gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord there is no other savior so believers enjoy freedom from sin freedom from sin is freedom to obey jesus who alone is our lord so we are able to submit to god and every god appointed human delegated authorities four points first submit to every delegated authority as we read in chapter 2 13 and 14 this is exactly what Saint Paul also said Romans 13:1 through 3 everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established the authorities that exist have been established by God consequently he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what god has instituted and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves consumption 
For this reason many of you are weak and sick. Many die. Don't ever think Pastor Matthew is preaching some kind of mythology. The rulers hold no terror for those who do right but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right and he will commend you. So we are to submit to the state. Jesus said give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar so we are to pay tax and so on. And whatever the nature of this government, democracy or kingship, pharaoh, king, Caesar, president, doesn't make any difference. St. Paul does not define the nature of the state. Jesus recognized the God-given authority of Caesar and his governor Pilate. So we read John's Gospel, chapter 19, verse 11. Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. We must not obey delegated authorities when a delegated authority asks us to sin but suffer punishment if needs be. Acts chapter 4, but Peter and John replied, judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Acts 5, we gave you strict orders not to teach in his name, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles said, we must obey God rather than men. Exodus 1.17, the midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. Daniel 3, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing fire, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Don't obey when authorities ask you to sin. The functions of the state are these. To punish evildoers and promote law and order. Promote law and order. God is against anarchy. In a home, in a church, or in the state. 
Number two stage is to commend law-abiding people, those who are doers of that which is good. Number three, the state is to promote the defense and the welfare of the people. Number four, the state is to promote the worship of the God of the Bible, the only true and living God. Let me tell you, all worship outside of worship of the triune God is worshipping demons. 1 Corinthians 10.20 No, but the sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons not to God. Only Jesus Christ is given all authority by the Father. All delegated authorities are to worship and obey him. We read in Proverbs 8, By me kings reign and rulers make laws that are just. By me princes govern and all nobles who rule on earth. Matthew 28, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Philippians 2, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and Gave him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. In heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Revelation 1 verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. He rules everyone in authority in this world. And he will punish everyone who will not do his will. Psalm 2, 9 through 12. You will rule them with an iron scepter. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. And blessed are all who... Take refuge in him. We read the other day. God doesn't beg. He commands all people everywhere to repent. He commands all people everywhere to believe. He commands all people everywhere to love God. He commands it. Parents don't beg. Pastor will not beg you. I don't plead, I don't beg, I command in the name of Jesus Christ that you repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ because God is commanding, he's not begging. Not only the state, there are other institutions of God where also God rules by delegated authority. Family. It is first divine institution. Children must obey parents. It's a must, sir. 
Parents, you are given authority by Christ himself to rule and govern. Boys, be submissive to your own husbands as to the Lord in everything. Only don't submit when asked to sin. Christian husbands, their authority comes directly from Christ. 1 Corinthians 11.3 The head of man is Christ. Christian parents and husbands exercise their authority always to bless those who obey them. Bless them with physical and especially spiritual blessings. You have no right to abuse those who are under you by divine ordination. Church. Christ builds the church by living stones of regenerate believers upon the rock foundation of Christ himself. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the true church. Jesus Christ is the glory within and a wall of fire around it to protect the church. We are told, Matthew 18 and verse 20, for where two or three come together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. He is in his church to rule as the head of the church. He is there to bless and to discipline. 1 Corinthians 5, 4 and 5. When you are assembled in the name of our Lord Jesus. And I am with you in spirit. And the power of the Lord is present. Christ himself. Hand this man over to Satan. So that the flesh may be destroyed. That the body may be destroyed. And his spirit, I would say, may be saved on the day of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 11.30, that is why many, 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 sir, among you are weak and sick. And a number of you have died. He is in his church. I said he appoints under shepherds to rule and they are accountable to the chief shepherd and bishop of our souls, even the Lord Jesus Christ. I am sent by Christ to command you in the name of Christ what you must be doing. Hebrews 13, 17, obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that will not be profitable for you. 1 Corinthians 16, 16, to submit to such as these and to everyone who joins in the work and labors at it. 1 Thessalonians 5, now we ask you brothers to respect those who work hard among you who are over you in the Lord and who admonish you, hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. 1 Timothy 5.17 
The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. 1 Peter 5, 1 and 2, to the elders among you I appeal as a fellow elder, a witness of Christ's sufferings, and one who also will share in the glory to be revealed, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve. Acts 20 verse 28, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Not you, Holy Spirit. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Ephesians 4, it was he, Christ, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for the work of service. You didn't appoint me. Jesus Christ appointed me by the Spirit. And it is also true of parents and the state. There is no autonomy in this country, sir, or in any country. Jesus Christ, our ultimate and final authority, will punish severely every delegated authority who abuse Christ's authority. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, he will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They'll be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of his power. On the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you believed our testimony to you. Hebrews chapter 10. For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge. And again the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing. To fall into the hands of the living God. Every delegated authority must rule for the glory of God and the blessing of those under Jesus. Jesus, the Good Shepherd, leads his sheep in such a way that they lack nothing. And that's what under shepherds do. Number two, the rationale for verse 13 and 14 is given in verse 15. We as believers submit to every God-established delegated authority for a reason. Because it is the will of God that by our doing good works, by our obedience, that we may silence the culpable ignorance of foolish people who persecute the saints of God by slander. The unbelievers are sinfully ignorant of the knowledge of the one true God of the Bible. These unbelievers 
suppress constantly the knowledge of God coming to them from creation, conscience, and the hearing of the gospel. So God gave them over to a depraved mind. And let me read it to you. Romans 1. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and the wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse on the last day when they stand before God. He'll be raised up and his mouth will be closed. He cannot speak. Romans 2, indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required of the law, they are a law for themselves even though they do not have the law, since they show that the requirements of the law are written in their hearts, in their conscience. Conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts now accusing, now defending them. Romans 1.28, listen, sir. Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what they ought not to do. Depraved. Every unbeliever has a depraved mind. It's not they are innocent people. They don't have any knowledge. They have knowledge. They suppress the knowledge. That comes to them from creation, from conscience, and from the gospel. They are suppressing the gospel. Romans 10.3 Since they did not know the righteousness that comes from God, they sought to establish their own. They did not submit to God's righteousness. 1 Corinthians 15 Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Their character corrupted by wicked people. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. For there are some who are culpably ignorant of God. I say this to your shame, Paul says. Peter says... In chapter 2 verse 15. It is the will of God. That we do good works. And shut up. Mouths. That slander God's holy people. For we are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. To do good works. Which God has prepared in advance. For us to do. First Peter 4. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. Are you done with sin, sir? You say you believe in Jesus Christ. Are you done with sin? 
As a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. Number three, live as free men, free people. Chapter 2, verse 16, all unbelievers are slaves of sin. Their father is the devil who controls their mind, their will, their affections. They worship idols and therefore they are worshiping demons. They cannot do what is pleasing to God. And here, Romans 8, the mind of sinful man is death. But the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the flesh, sinful nature cannot please God. They are dead in transgressions and trespasses. They are busy doing the will of the devil. Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. Live as free men. Because we have been set free by truth, by Jesus Christ, we were slaves of sin, but no more. Romans 6, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become, what sir, slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. Holiness is what we do. If we are saved, sir, by regeneration. Romans 8 verse 2, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life, set me free from the law of sin and death. God in Jesus Christ saved us from our sin and all our enemies. Nothing can separate us from God who is for us. We are in Christ more than conquerors. Death can only place us before God in paradise. The dying words of Jonathan Edwards, the greatest theologian this country ever produced, was this. Trust God, fear nothing. Can you say that, sir? It may be today you may die. But Peter also tells us, don't use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Dr. William Barclay, he was a scholar, said the doctrine of grace can be perverted into an excuse for sinning to one's heart's content. Jesus who saved the sinful woman of John 8. Told her go and sin no more. Not go and sin more. Jesus saves us. From sin. That we do righteousness. Good works by grace abounding. Grace God gives grace to the humble and grace is all that we need. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. 
And Paul said, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Some evangelicals argue where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Therefore, let us glory in grace alone by sinning more. But what did Paul say? What shall we say then? Romans 6 and verse 1. Shall we go on sinning so that grace may abound? Me genoito. God forbid. The greatest possible negation. Galatians 5.13. You my brothers were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge. In sinful nature, rather, serve one another in love. Antinomianism is prevailing in evangelicalism. Grace and freedom in Christ are used as a cover for loose living. They forget the gospel. Friends, we are set free from being slaves to sin, to be slaves of God, to do righteousness. Not saved to sin more. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? To such people... The Lord will say, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me. That is good hell, you evildoers. Hell prepared for the devil and his angels. So you read these books which promote antinomianism. Charles Ryrie, Balancing the Christian Life. Zane Hodges, Absolutely Free. Grandson of Billy Graham, Chivijian, One Way Love. These books promote anomia, antinomianism, believe in Jesus and go on sinning to your heart's content. Friends, we are set free from the law's demands that we sinners obey perfectly God's law. We are set free from the guilt of the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13 We are set free from the dominion of indwelling sin that we may live a holy life. Peter says as obedient children which is as children of obedience do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance culpable ignorance But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Jesus Christ did not set us free to sin all over again. And in Hebrews 12 verse 14, it says, Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy without holiness. No one is able to see God. Finally, our duty, sir. Four imperatives. Number one, honor every human being because they bear the image of God. Sixty million slaves lived in the Roman Empire. 
They were treated not as persons with rights, but as things. Most people in the church were slaves. Friends, in God's family, there is no discrimination. In God's family, that is in the church, there is no discrimination. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, which means uncivilized, Scythian, which means little better than wild beast, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. How dare you despise a person in whom Jesus Christ is? We murder millions of infants in the name of women's rights. They are treated as non-persons having no rights. But a Christian shows respect for all persons. Number two, love the brotherhood. Keep on loving the brotherhood. And you read 1 Corinthians 13 about love. The church consists of all people of all backgrounds... Mostly poor people, but God chose the foolish, the weak, the lowly, the despised, the nothings to shame the mighty and to nullify those that are. We love them all deeply as Christ loved us and died for us. Fear God. Keep on fearing God, who is infinite, personal, holy, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, creator, redeemer, and judge. Fear God. And fear of God keeps us from sinning. In Ecclesiastes 12, we read, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man for God will bring every deed into judgment including every hidden thing whether it is good or evil. Honor the king that is number four. Keep on honoring the king. The king stands for all delegated authorities. Children obey parents. And if you don't, you will pay for it in due time, sir. Believers obey pastors. If you don't, he will deal with you. You despise Christ's authority. Employees obey employers. Students obey teachers. Citizens obey king. And the presidents and the police and the IRS because dedicated authorities are appointed by God let me ask you these questions first have you surrendered your lives to the only sovereign of his universe by confessing Jesus as your Lord who was given over to death for our sins and was raised for our justification The Philippian jailer and all his household believed and were baptized to become members of the church of Philippi. Number two, 
If you are a disciple of Jesus, do you submit to God's delegated authorities for God's glory and for your eternal blessing? Number three, do you as a believer shine as stars in this morally dark world that elect sinners be saved by watching your life and hearing your witness? Number four, be being filled with the Holy Spirit that you do every good work in the power of God that is honor all people love believers sacrificially fear God and obey all delegated authorities may God help you to do what God just spoke through me Heavenly Father Holy Spirit of God forgive all our sins and help us to obey you by obeying your delegated authorities for your glory and for our eternal blessing in Jesus name amen Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the holy scriptures we have been proclaiming the whole counsel of god since 1974 through our weekly worship services our website resources and our publishing ministry for more information about our church to find more edifying sermons or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.